Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Christine Means Business. And today I have one of my favorite episodes to do, which is always when I interview a genius guest of mine. And so today we have Julie Brown, and it's going to be interesting and you want to stick around because Julie is a sought after speaker and a networking expert. So bear with me. I know that in times of Zoom, etc., this might not say it seems straightforward, but bear with me here. She's also a business strategist and an author of This Shit Works, a no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and more success. I mean, who doesn't want that? It's a book that is dedicated to making networking easy, accessible, and even fun, as well as the host of the Shit This Shit Works podcast. So I cannot wait to squeeze Julie for her best information. <laughs> I hope the juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> yeah, virtually. Like it's so, like this is post-corona, you guys. So everything is different. Uh, but Julie, welcome so much um, to be here. And I would love to know, first of all, how did you come up with this? Because it's obviously a very, very selective expertise. And how... When did you notice that, oh, actually, I'm onto something? And also, how has it changed in terms of, I mean, you've probably always worked a little bit online, but how has this been, or has this possible to be applied into this new online world? Sure. So I grew up in, the, in corporate America, like most of us do. And the thing, you know, I was in charge of marketing and business development for a number of different firms. And what I quickly realized was the more people I knew, the more successful I was. I get and, that. <laughs> yes. And I also had um, the experience of helping my husband launch a practice in 2010. And so if anybody remembers 2010 in America, that was the subprime mortgage collapse. Mm -hmm. And My husband is an architect and there was 55% unemployment for architects at the time, but we had made a plan that he would go out on his own in 2010. So recession be damned. We went out and I started, uh, you know, I launched his, he launched the practice in the sense of that he's the designer and he did all the administrative things and he designed the homes, but I was in charge of bringing in all of the work. Clients, yeah. And, yeah. And so I realized at that point 
how powerful building a network was. I didn't know that over the years, so having been in business since 1999, I didn't know that over the past 11 years, I was building this network that was going to have the ability to build other companies. That was my aha moment in 2010. Totally, because you would think I have built this with one goal in mind, Hence, it's let's just chuck it in. It's not worth anything because I'm living in a new world. And this is, it's actually a little aha moment for me <laughs> because obviously we build different networks through different opportunities. And I would have thought, my first thought would have been, well, I, I can't use this, you know, because it's, they know me as someone different. How will this be hand, coming in handy? So that's really yeah. interesting for me. So along with that aha moment in 2010, where I realized that my network had the ability to build multiple companies, I said, well, I could build my own company with my network. And then I realized no one taught, no one teaches people how to network. We all go to college and we learn or university and we learn our skills for our profession without realizing how important building business relationships with are and building relationships in general are to your, your business success. I don't understand why there's not a minor in networking <laughs> at every single university. So I said to myself, well, I'll just teach it. I'll teach people how to build networks and create, uh, you know, webs of people around them uh, that are people who are invested in their success. And that's when I decided to launch my own firm. So I launched my own firm in 2016. It is a hybrid of online and in-person. So some people just work with me online. And some people, if you're in the same vicinity as me, we work together in person. Um, I used to give speeches. So I'm a professional speaker. I'm part of the National Speakers Association. I used to give speeches in person. And now every single one of my speeches is online. Um, so that was really what drove me to do what I do is that no one was teaching it. And it is such a valuable tool and it will change. The people you meet will change your life. And networking is one of the ways, one of the most important ways to meet those people, whether you meet them in real life or whether you meet them online. I love this. And here's also one thing I remember when I started my business, I joined a business club, you know, where they had like workshops and things. And one workshop was on networking. And I know for a fact that they run it every year. And you know, the most, the weirdest thing I remember is that's just basically one thing I remember from this workshop. And that is that when you go to your little cocktail tables and pick up a canopy, make sure that you have a napkin so that you can clean your hand before shaking someone else's hand. That is all I remembered from yeah. that workshop. And I find it hilarious. Obviously it's with food because I'm obsessed, but it's like, seriously, is that all I remembered from this whole hour what? or two hours? It's like, so I'm really excited because I honestly think there's different strategies, but there's also a mindset to it and also really figuring out who to spend that time on because I know that specifically people, and I would love to have your take on this, um, especially introverts, like networking is their biggest nightmare. It's mm. so exhausting. They need a holiday afterwards. So, yeah. you know, it's like, how can we gauge where it's worth investing our time on? How do we do this? I mean, there's so much to say, it's ridiculous, but um, what are some of the top 
things that maybe blind spots that we wouldn't know that also gives us hope <laughs> we can yeah. do this. So here's, here's the thing. There's no wrong people to network with. Everybody always asks me, how do I network with the right people? There's no wrong people. <laughs> yeah. But there is a way to be very strategic about the rooms that you are in, whether those rooms are actual physical rooms that you walk into at a networking event or whether they're online rooms um, or organizations that you join. So I always say, you know, where are your clients? Where, what rooms would your mm. clients be in? And then figure out how you can be in those rooms. And there's a number of ways we can do that. You can attend uh, events where your potential clients would be there. You could join organizations that you know that you would have a seat at the table with potential clients. And when I say join organizations, I mean, really do the work. Join an organization, get involved, get on a committee, get on the board. Like most of the high level connections that I have happen because I sit on a number of different boards. Yeah. And that gives me access to a number of different people. So even if I don't know them, I can reach out to them with a strategic introduction from somebody else that's on the board with me. Exactly. So I would say, do the work on understanding what rooms you should be in and then invest times in being in those rooms and building those relationships. Now, if we go back to the introvert conversation, <laughs> um, you know, we, there's never really a person who's 100% introverted or 100% extroverted. Most people, like 85% of people fall in this sort of ambivert continuum where we're a little bit of both. And it really is, where do we get our energy from? So if you mm -hmm. tend more toward the extrovert side of the spectrum, you get your energy from going to those events and meeting new people. Where if you're more on the introverted side of that spectrum, that really drains, it drains your batteries versus charging your batteries. There is no introverts are bad at networking and extroverts are good at networking. There, that is a myth because it's all about energy. What introverts need to do is go into rooms with a full battery, like do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable to go into that room with a full battery and do your research before you go into that room so that it's easier for you to be in that room. Understand who might be in that room. Have your list of things that you can talk about with people. Like a lot of times introverts are like, I don't have anything to talk about. And yeah, I'm like the weather. <laughs> I call bullshit on that all day long, okay? If you are prepared I do this thing called the list yourself approach. It's in my book and it's literally exactly what it sounds like. You make a list of all of the things that make you a badass human being, like what you like to do in this world, um, all of the experiences that you had. So quickly, if I was going to make a list, I would be like, okay, I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. I have two rescue dogs. I love to travel the world. I'm a wine snob. I'm a tequila snob. I'm a skier. I'm a mountain biker. I've run multiple marathons. Like I just make this list. And when you do that and you realize, and someone gives you permission to talk about things that aren't work related at yeah. a networking event, where that, whether that's online or whether that's in person, what you do is you increase the surface area with which you are allowed to connect with people. And that's what we're heading for here. We are trying to connect with people yes. so that we can, you know, have a reason for follow-up. We have a reason to build that relationship. If we're only talking about, well, I'm an accountant and I do that, like, that's not, I'm sorry. 
It's not interesting. What, I know. <laughs> is, what is interesting is you. People do business with other people and then they use their services or buy their products. So get them interested in you. Increase that surface area with which you can connect with people. And you can only do that by being prepared to get into whatever room, virtual or otherwise, that you're walking into. I love that. So how, I mean, it totally makes sense to me, specifically on our offline world, you know, this is mm -hmm. exactly what I, I can see myself doing, what I know that my clients can do. And it's like, whether it is BNI or um, like a rotary or something like a club or something like that totally makes sense. So how do we translate that into the online world that we have right now? And I might be on the wrong track here, but to me, the equivalent to networking at somehow in some level is social media because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's social, which networking should be. And I think the people who are most successful are actually super social. And, you know, I had the best conversation that strung up because I nearly broke my foot in my high heels or because <laughs> I literally dropped my shrink on my dress and we started to talk about our favorite cleaners, you know? So it's like, um, I see it as in my head, it would be logical that you're successful through social media and networking rather than if you're on a conference because there it is fairly difficult. So yeah. how do I translate those skills into this new medium of online? Yeah. So the first thing, and it is probably the hardest thing, is to really understand who you are and the oh. way you want to... Yeah. So the way that you want to disseminate your information, the way that you want to talk about your product or yourself, you really have to understand the language with which you want to describe who you are and what you do. So for me, I wrote, I named my book, This Shit Works. And that <laughs> means if you hire me as a speaker, you know, I'm going to swear, you know, I'm like, not like I'm going to show up in my jeans and, and, you know, my sneakers, like I'm that kind of person on the stage. And it's really hard for someone to embrace who they are and the way that they want to, you know, disseminate their genius zone or whatever they're doing, because they're so afraid that other people won't accept it. Mm. And here's the thing, you're not for everybody. And that is okay. Absolutely. And I love to rephrase that statement actually in terms of like, do you like everyone? Fuck no. We are judging us <laughs> how, right? Like, I mean, it's like seriously. So don't expect them to like you and don't give a shit, honestly, yeah. because it's like we don't even want those people around. And exactly. I know it sounds so easy. And I also want to really acknowledge that it's not, <laughs> you know, to no. first of all, even be aware of who you are. Exactly. And then not giving a fuck, right? That's yeah. the other one that it, 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 it's so, easy, but it is worth working on it. <laughs> a lot of online, the work that we do online with our social presence is creating content. And when you are creating content in your authentic voice, it is so much easier to create content and disseminate information versus how do people want to hear me say this? Or oh, yeah. what do I think people want to hear this? Put like... You have to understand your genius zone, what you worked hard to be a professional at, and how you want to portray yourself as yourself in that space. Okay. And it, for me, I think I started becoming really, really successful in um, being a sought-after speaker 
when people started talking about how real I was when I was mm -hmm. giving speeches, because so many people like yourself had gone to these things and all they could remember was like, don't shake your hand with a dirty fucking hand. Like, okay, I'm sorry. We actually learn like hand hygiene in kindergarten. Like, know. We know this, okay. You know, so uh, for me, that was when my career went, came, you know, just exploded when people were like, you have to get this girl people remember what she says, but okay. that took a lot of courage. Yes. Because I knew as, you know, this is so funny because like a 99 people in the audience will love me and there'll be that one guy who's like, she was so annoying. Unprofessional. She's so <laughs> unprofessional. Like she didn't teach me anything new. It's like, okay, fine. But don't let that one person dull, dull the shine off of the fact that 99% of the people are going to love your, your real self. And exactly. you, that's the only way you can portray it online because people can smell bullshit a mile away. They can see through things a mile away. So whatever you're doing online for your business, put your real self into it because people want to connect with you. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And here's the thing. This is true for whatever you communicate, whether it is a post, whether it is doing a story. But I also want to invite you guys, and this is a little tip that I really applied to myself, to when you are asked to be a speaker, connect, treat it as a networking opportunity. So a little tip that I'm giving is like stay away from death by PowerPoint and slides, even if Canva is making them cute now and you have Kaspakel, Twinking and whatever on there. My really my new rule, and I know that it works really well because I get amazing feedback by the organizers and by people because I just, I do have my slide deck for structure, yeah. but I leave it on there as a minimum before I turn the whole thing back on me so that I can literally try to look into that little eye of the camera and connect with the audience. Yeah. And it works. People are less bored. They can see your excitement. They can see that you care. They do have the structure when they need it, you know, for those who are more analytical, but it's a new world and treat them like people. And nobody likes to slides all the time. Like even if they're pretty, nobody fucking cares. So that would be a tip that I think is, it's even if it's just you, you can network. And something that I love to do is I don't have opt-ins necessarily after Right. workshop but I tell people to literally email me so that we yeah. can strike up a conversation that way so do I miss out on signups on my email list sure but I enroll clients this way because they literally tell me okay I really enjoyed it do can I have the worksheet please and then they get back to me and they're like okay I had a thought about this and actually it stuck with me so that's a little tip from this one. Now, my question to you is how can we build that network? So I know that usually when you go to the events, it's a little bit about old school Rolodex. You know, I got to meet this person. I got to meet that person. I remember him because he has cats, as do I. This guy, I remember because we both like the same tomato soup. I don't know. How do we translate that skill online in terms of keeping these people in our portfolio so that, you know, if we need the help, which at some point, you know, that's what your network's for, right. we can reach out and take them up on their offer. Because most of the time when you connect with someone, they say, if you ever need something, reach out. Yep. So don't hesitate to do that. So how do we expand our network online? So the first thing is to understand that you are not going to grow a network overnight. <laughs> and if you try to grow it overnight, you what? will fail miserably because... 
it's, it's about slow and steady wins the race. So I always say like, if you are new at building a network and you went to one event a week and you met two new people at one event per week, at the end of a year, you would have met, you know, 104 new people. That's a lot of people to try to maintain a relationship with. You know, there are studies about the size of the human neocortex and how many stable relationships we can hold at a time. And it's about, you know, 150, 175 stable relationships that the human brain can actually hold and, and keep. Now- well, That's a lot. I just thought maybe I'm totally that, antisocial you know, smart, but- <laughs> These studies were done, you know, they were done in 1992. They were done before social media, media. They were done before robust CRM databases, you know? So I like to say, like, let's start at 150 as the minimum amount of people you should be trying to relationship, maintain a relationship with and then grow from there. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you build your network slowly and steadily, and you really get to know those people in the network, in your network, Following up is really, really easy. 80%, 80%, I'm going to say it again, 80% of building and maintaining relationships is having a way to follow up and stay in contact. So the more you know about the people that you're connecting with, the more you understand what their needs are, what, you know, what keeps them up at night, what they really like to do, you know, the more you know about them, the easier it is for you to reconnect with them in a consistent way. So I call it the cadence of your connection. So how many times a year can you reach out to them and say, hey, I was thinking about you. I saw this article. It reminded me of our conversation. Hey, I saw this post that you put up. I read it. I really like this, this idea and this idea that you had. What is the cadence of your connection with your contacts? So that's the way... That's how, when you have a need and you have an ask, when you reach out to somebody and say, I could really use help with this, that other person isn't like, oh, it's really nice of you to contact me eight months after we met with an ask. See, I was just thinking, how do you do that? Do you have like a list? Do you have a reminder? I'm like- I do it a couple of different ways. And so I do have a database that I I keep. And within that database, I track the emails um, that I send to all of my contacts. So I can go into my database and pick a name and it'll show me when the last time I emailed that person was. I do that, but I also am old school. I'm a tactile person. So I keep a checklist by my desk, you know, on my desk. And on that checklist, it says that I have to reach out to three people in my database every single week, whether that's by text message, by email, or I call them so that every week, at least three people in my network are hearing from me. And you know, you know what that always leads to? Oh, I was thinking about you. I I heard about this. I saw this, you know, like whatever. I was talking to somebody about you the other day. Let me make that connection for you. Like when you reach out to somebody for no other reason than to say, Hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, I saw something and it reminded me of you. That feels good. And those people want to help you when you do that. This is ridiculously simple, but oh my God, it just blew my mind. Cause three, yeah. three a week I can do, right? Mm-hmm. If someone tells me there's a spreadsheet and you have to like diligently do this a day, I'm like, fuck no, I'm not. Right. Exactly. But this totally works in terms of this is just your goal. Scroll through your Facebook friends because ultimately that's where the true connections are nowadays. Like, or at least for me, I find if I accept a Facebook friend request, it really does need to be someone that I know or that I enjoy. 
you know, so for me that works and people that I've met online, you know, in masterminds mm. and so forth. So that is super interesting. I do really like that. Huh, who knew? <laughs> it's so simple, but honestly, like simple. Julie, this is, this is but a lot of times in business, the simple things are the hard things because we get, we get inundated with other things to do administratively for our companies or for our jobs or whatever. Sometimes it's the little things that only take a moment that actually just keep getting pushed off. You can't do that. You have to, that's why I made the checklist. Like you put the checklist there and I say, oh my God, I haven't reached out to three people. So if, even if it's Friday, I'm like, yeah, okay, just... I'm gonna spend some time to reconnect with people. I love and then that. another thing is if you really want and you have the ability to do this and you have this kind of connection in, with the people on your, um, uh, uh, that are in your network, I send handwritten cards to people all of the time. There is a statistic that we get like, I don't know, like 150 emails a day. You know how many cards people get a day? None. So I would rather defer my contact with the person in the sense that an, an email is immediate, but a card, although it takes a couple of days to go through the post, that has a lasting impression. That, what they're going to do is they're going to open that card. They're going to read it. They're going to feel good about it. And you know what they're going to do with that card? They're going to put it on their desk. And they're exactly. going to look at it for at least a week. Nobody prints out emails and puts it on their desk. And it's like, oh, this person really thought of me, like, and sent me an email, you know, like, so <laughs> it's the littlest things that will make you stand out from the crowd. I love this. So I imagine that you talk about these things on your podcast as well. And then obviously yes. also on your book. So we will obviously link to the podcast. And also we have inst uh, Julie's Instagram, which is Julie Brown underscore bd so check her out there and then also on your business website juliebrownbd.com um, and i assume that we can get your book through that and what are maybe two more things that you haven't mentioned yet but that people can learn about in your book so a lot of times people don't know how to write emails they want to connect with somebody they met somebody they don't know how to send a follow-up email yeah. I get Question all being time. weird, right? So yeah. in my book, I put email scripts. Like this is the scenario. You were at an event and you want to follow up some, with somebody. Here's a script. Here's the scenario. You want to connect with somebody you've never met. And so here's a script. So I want you to not use the scripts verbatim. I want you to do the research and say, okay, I'm going to just use Julie's script as an outline. So emails seem to trip people up. Um, so I put some email scripts in there. And then I really did try to hammer home in the book that you do not have to be born into a network. You do not have to be born into a well-connected family. You do not have to have gone, we in, in America, we have Ivy Leagues. You don't have to have an Ivy League education to be worthy of building a, a successful network. And I really try to hammer that home wherever you are starting from, wherever you are starting from, it's not a determining factor on where you're allowed to go. And this book really teaches you that you are worthy of, of building a network and building a successful career and not killing yourself while doing it. Oh, I love that. I mean, I can't wait to read it now. I actually have to. <laughs> but no, this is golden. I absolutely love it. Julie, I'm so thankful that you took the time today to share this knowledge with 
our audience because I know that this is something that is implementable that all of us need right now as we are shifting our businesses again or getting used to this new normal. It won't be the same, but at some point I do hope that we'll be back at networking events. And I think it's it's overlooked. It's as you say, nobody teaches it. Nobody really talks about it. Everyone is stressed about it. You have a few social butterflies who probably totally relish in it, but in general, it's not necessarily, I find that people truly enjoy that month. There's always a little bit of anxiety. So this is great. I'm really, really super grateful. So thank you so much. And you guys, please, please reach out to Julie, check out her book. I honestly think like books are the most amazing thing still, like even if it's an ebook, but you get all this knowledge on these pages. So absolutely check it out. Thank you so, so much. And if there's any other place that you want our listeners to go to, then let us know. But I think we've covered most No, of I mean, the book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So those are the two places in paperback and in on Amazon on Kindle version. And I think it's on the Nook version too. I'm not sure. Like all of this happens <laughs> Probably. somewhere else, you know? Um, and just my website and feel free to email me, julie at juliebrownbd.com. I answer all my emails. Um, if you have any questions and I'm on LinkedIn as well. The only thing I, I ask is if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, just please tell me that you heard me on this podcast. So I know mm. how, how you, um, found me and that's it. Perfect. I have one more question. Mm. That's what does the BD stand for? Business development. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. like, Ooh, what is this? What is BD? <laughs> yeah. And you know, your name is Julie Brown and here in, you know, back in the nineties, we had two MTV VJs. One was downtown Julie Brown and the other was another Julie Brown. And so Julie Brown's a re- like, you need something after your name to like differentiate yourself from the MTV VJs. <laughs> it's smart. But I was like, oh, BD, but it's so much easier to remember if you know what it stands for. So right. You yeah. guys, juliebrownbd.com. Check yeah. it out. Thank you so, so much. And you guys will talk again in two weeks' time when we have a new guest on the show. And take care and make lots of money in your business with lots of love. Bye bye for now. All right. And here is what I usually forget at the end of every episode. So, first off, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Now, don't forget that I've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online. It's called We Mean Business The Practical Guide for Creative Entrepreneurs, Coaches, and Small Businesses to Build Your Brand and Grow Your Business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.